there was a price to be paid if he didn't accomplish it. There was something to be lost. And I think times where I haven't pushed myself to go after something strong enough, I, I don't think I connected something that would be lost. Taking movies, decoding their message, and applying them for personal growth. This is Decrypted Films Podcast. And now your host, speaker communicator, Jag DeWar, joined by his brothers, filmmaker Max Sainville and music producer Billy Sainville. All right, today's movie is Captain Marvel. I know you guys should not be surprised because they've been promoting this for the longest and I know I wanted this on the list. I want to know what you guys thought about the movie, but first I want to say I did not want to see the movie. I did not want to see the movie. What? I didn't care about the character when I first saw the trailer. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, that's what way you back. I didn't want to see the movie because I, I I don't know who she is, and I felt like Marvel forced me to see the movie because of Avengers Endgame. I feel like we all knew it was going to connect. Well, what did you guys think of the movie? I thought it was a good appetizer uh, before the end game. So, you know, they wanted to introduce the character. So I think being that it is Marvel, we expected them to do a pretty good job with mm -hmm. it anyway. So it was like, all right, let's just go see it because, you know, we, I, I figured that they would do a great job and I thought it was a good movie. So it was a nice appetizer before what everyone is actually waiting for. Yeah, I, I thought I thought it was uh, I thought it met the expectation. What about you, Matt? I agree. I, I think it was a good taste test, a good teaser on understanding uh, Captain Marvel's capability, mm -hmm. where she came from, how it all started, and even uh, how the Avengers went about. Um, it was a good little history of the Avengers overall. So I was excited to see how that came about. And yeah, I like that. Um, I, I think it just made me feel better going into seeing the Endgame. The sequel, yeah, you know? it set you up to all right. What is she gonna do yeah. in this? So I liked it. Very true. As we said before, spoil alerts. We're we're just gonna talk about the movie as if you saw it. So if you did not see it, um, I'm sorry, but we're just gonna continue on. But for those who have seen it, I I don't know what you guys saw in there, but I I saw a couple of things that I really liked and that that really hit me. Um, I don't know um, how much you guys. What do you guys? feel as far as um life lessons did you guys feel like there was a lot of things you could pull out from there were a few things in there that i saw um, yeah i saw a few things i saw two strong things that kind of basically overpowered any little things that i saw throughout the film mm -hmm. um so yeah definitely uh i i mean i got a list of things here i know there's one thing that really stood out that really hit me um i've been thinking about it all maybe these last couple of days. So I'm trying to see, should I save it for last or should I jump in? But I honestly, um, right now, I, I just want to jump into let's that. Let's go. Unless you guys have that. Okay. Let's go. All right. So this part that gets me the most, it, it just hits me the most because it hits me personally right now with where I am in my life. So the, um, the strolls, right? That's what they're called? Uh -huh. Scrolls. Shifters, yeah. Shifters changers, whatever. Uh, obviously, now Captain Marvel um, is trying to help her. Carol is trying to help her, them. And they need to get to 
um, Marvell, I didn't realize that was the doctor's name, Marvell, they need to get to her laboratory. We then find out where her laboratory is, it's in outer space, hidden. And one of the main scrolls wants to get to it. And he's pushing Captain Marvel to the point like, please help us. Help us get to it. She was helping us find a home. And what hit me the most is when they found the laboratory and the we then found out it's the Tesseract, right? That's how you say it? Yeah. That's there. Basically, that's the power source that he's looking for. The thing that hit me the most is when Captain Marvel said, wait, hold on. He wasn't he wasn't looking for the Tesseract. And then they show his families in the laboratory. All that time, you're thinking he's trying to have an agenda to go after something. And, and he is going after that. He's going after the laboratory. He's going after that power source. But to find out that what was actually in there was his family with the goal. So it hit me hard because it's like, we all try to set up goals in our life and accomplish something. But this guy, he not only wanted to set the goal, he had something in there, inside the goal that pushed him to go after it. And that hit me so hard because mm-hmm. I'm thinking, yo, Jag, all these things you want to accomplish and do and, and go after, yes, it's nice to have this nice goal, something to capture, but unless you put something deeper and stronger mm-hmm. inside of it to, to push you to go after it, like your family, mm-hmm. now I'm thinking about the things I want to do. I'm thinking about Tigress and my daughter, Bella. I'm like, how can I connect my goal to them? Like, make it something that pushes me to go after it because all the things he went through people died for him trying to go after this for his family and he it it just gave him the fuel needed so that part hit me the most man it changes the whole motivation and purposes of why why you're going through whatever journey you're going through for real um the fact that it's crazy because that power source was at the end of the day, powerless because the real power source was the family. Mm, you know, when, when he got there and was able to see the wife and the son and all that stuff, I was like, wow, I felt that power. Yeah. Uh, versus the little cube, even though we know technology within what that's capable of doing. But I, I definitely see that and how we can incorporate that uh, into striving more on what we need to do in life, our For end real. game, our, end, our journey, our passion, our, you know just to be able to wake up and have that drive you know yeah, that, that exactly. drive is probably the key word just so we could be like okay we know where we're going and what we're doing it for exactly um, so yeah i definitely agree with you i felt that yeah it's definitely like what's connected to the you know to the purpose of what you're chasing after you know what i mean like without his family it would have been really just a tesseract and i don't think he would have had that much of motivation to go after it or not in the same way yeah definitely not in the same way but because his family was there that's a different story you wouldn't give up you know on your family and care the way that he did so definitely connecting like you said your family or something to whatever purpose you're going after it changes your whole uh, regimen and your discipline of what you're trying to do and and on top of that man two things it was um it wasn't just a goal that he knew in his head and it wasn't just that he he had to make sure that he had a, a purpose like the, the, his family was inside his goal like we just said the other part I liked is there was urgency 
there was urgency in him because there was a price to be paid if he didn't accomplish it. There was something to be lost. And I think times mm. where I haven't pushed myself to go after something strong enough, I, I don't think I connected something that would be lost, something that would be um, mm-hmm. that would hurt. If I didn't accomplish it Or others would get hurt You guys get what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely Another part that really um, Hit me connecting to this I don't know what kind of machine that was But remember in the beginning She has these little things Crawling up her To connect to her mind To then kind of Transport her mentally To um, uh, that some type of like I don't know some virtual realm of mind, yeah. and then she figures out that well, the person who you most um, admire, I believe, uh-huh. will show up, and but she doesn't remember anything, right? But I love the conversation that they had uh, that she connected to that. And then they had this conversation. It almost made me feel like, all right, there was purpose built. And what I got from that was almost how we need to connect day to day to like our purpose in that way. It's almost like she did some type of meditation. She connected herself to something to get inspired. And I feel like I feel like there's a lot of good things we want to do purpose-wise accomplish and they're they're gonna do great things, but we don't connect to the purpose often enough to keep us going. And I feel like that's a model of her her doing that. Do you guys ever like struggle with connecting back to your purpose or do you guys have I, ways that you try to connect back to your purpose and what you're doing in the middle of it? I, I have I, I have challenges here and there trying to connect to my purpose and then find a way, find myself back into it, you know, cause, cause you get clouded, um, Yo, within real. what's going on in society, what's going on in the media and the world. Um, things get very gray and it, it, it it's like a, a, a storm of cloud just in between you and where you need to go to connect for real. Um, so trying to clear that cloud of, of nonsense, just so you'd be able to have a strong connection, um, co- could be challenging for everyone. Um, so yeah, definitely, I had that experience. Um, I like how you said cloud because I remember, I, and just being straight up, I remember. I don't know if it was a couple of years ago. The first way I could describe what situation I was in, or not situation, the state of my life, it felt foggy because I didn't, I couldn't see what was far ahead because I couldn't tell. And so when you say the cloud thing, I think about in those moments if we could. Um, when you don't see things happening the way you want because a fog is represent represent represents the fact that you can't see what's going on nothing is showing you mm-hmm. where you are to connect back to the purpose keeps you going step by step anyway you know in a fog you only can see short term but if you can mentally connect your mind to the long term you'll be more willing to go step after yeah, step after yeah. step Trying to recall what what does she do to clear that fog or that cloud? I can't remember because we just recently saw it. But uh, she she was in that virtual controlled world and she fought that back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, towards and, the end, she started fighting. And I believe she had some type of memory that helped gain access for her to have a stronger connection and be able to break free, right? Yeah, depending what part you're, you're talking okay. about, she um, eventually pieces of the memory started coming back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
I mean, I, I could take. I, I mean, I got a list here. I don't know what else did you guys see in the movie. Um, I saw has I saw two strong points. One, I'm gonna go straight to my favorite point was basically throughout the whole entire film, you notice that she has these powers, these abilities to um, that's very unique and only she has. Yeah, and she was technically limited and did not know she was limited until the very end oh, that part, and then she finally yeah. uh, even verbally state that I've been I had one hand behind my back this entire time and I think she said something along the lines of I wonder what happens if I have both of my hands or something and like she that she pulled out that little yeah. device thing that and was- then she just went like 1000 like it just went mm. to a whole different like energy sources of what she's capable of doing and the reason why I was so attracted to that is because she was limited based on someone um using good for evil yeah. um, someone taking advantage of her um based on knowing her ability without her not knowing her full potential. You get what I'm saying? And I, I think a lot of people, um, even me at one point, um, been taken, uh, been been treated good by a person or a group of people, but they had their own uh, agendas. Yeah. They, they were using good for evil, um, basically, mm-hmm. so they could get to where they need to get to be to do their evil deeds yeah. by limiting you know, me or whomever to be able to blossom to be the person that they meant to be, mm-hmm. whether um, it's their talent, whether it's ability, whether it's their character. So mm-hmm. I, I saw that immediately with that. I'm like, wow, we just need to let go and take that thing out of our necks and be able to have full access to ourselves and not have people limit us, For you real. know? For real. And that that's basically one of my favorite things within that movie. Just like let's let's not be let's be limitless. Um yeah, that was one of the points too that I definitely got out of there. Like sometimes uh, we can be in a circumstance that may seem right, but it's actually wrong for us. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like uh, initially, uh, originally, she didn't know, you know, that she was on basically the wrong side. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, so like even in life, like we could think that okay, this job is good for us, but still, it's kind of keeping us limited versus us doing what you know, we're kind of meant to do. You Mm -hmm, know what I mean? mm -hmm. Like, there's like so many examples. Um, Like, my friend that I graduated with, um, like, he went into corporate, but um, it wasn't really what was on his heart. So then he finally took that leap and he went into acting. um, And now this guy is doing like so much with the acting like mm-hmm. he would have never been able to do that if he would have stayed with corporate you know what I mean so that's a good example um, yeah so that's a good shout out right there to give you out my boy but um it's things like that like even in high school like I had a decision to make uh, between playing soccer or being in the marching band mm-hmm. like there's nothing wrong with either side but um, which side would make me blossom I wanted to play soccer mm-hmm. but um Long story short, you know, the director of the marching band had a conversation with my mom. And so I was like, all right, whatever, I'll do the marching band. Without the marching band, I don't know where I would be musically today as a producer. You know what I mean? So that helped me to be um, 
I guess in some way better as a you know a composer and a music producer now um, because I was in a marching band. See, that reminds me of, of Steve Jobs' uh, quote uh, or his speech actually when he he always says you don't know how the dots are going to connect. You only could connect the dots looking backwards, not looking forward. Because he was giving an example of he he dropped out of college, but he would have he still went to the classes anyway on campus. And for some reason, he, he took a calligraphy class, I, I believe. And it's just like, you, you why? Like, why yeah, would that yeah. even make sense for anything? So years go by, you know, he starts Apple and everything. But he realized that that helped him design the nice look font on the computer with the first, I think the first Mac or the first or second one. And he didn't realize when that actually helped me to be able to do that and you don't realize these things until later on and so like with with the whole marching band thing you you think it's something like this is not going to be relevant but you don't know the pieces that are going to be used for later and Mm -hmm. man i love that um i don't know if you had something with that with uh with with what you just said oh with um the the point that he was making Oh no no! I, I think uh, I mean a lot of us have that same experience. Um, going far back as you talking about acting with G, I've, I've ran into a lot of other actors or been on set where I would see a director kind of like I mean doing his job, giving the actors instructions to how to go through the scene. You know, take one one take, you know, take two, take three, take four, and. The fifth take, for example, I'm trying to remember this particular time where they gave the actor instructions by, okay, show me how you would do it. Let's pull my notes back. Mm. Let me see you perform this scene and just Mm. be loose with it. We're going to roll it. And that ended up being his best performance. You know what I'm saying? Because he he was like, you know what? I'm just going to let loose. I see it as it is. There's nothing holding me, you know? And that person delivered it amazingly. I was like, wow, okay, that's enough for me to keep in my head to like let people be able to put their input and not mm-hmm. control them to perform the way you want it, but give them the vision and let them run with it to see how they could bring it to life. Mm, you I know? love that. Um, so that was another great example of, you know, having one hand on your back and kind of letting loose and using both hands. So For real. Back to that device, man. I, I mean, I, I don't want to just let that device go because... Um, and the trailers, are, you know, the trailers are funny. Like, it, you try to match the trailer with the storyline of the actual movie. Sometimes they piece things in. Sometimes things are coming from the extras or like mm-hmm. uh, the deleted scenes. But they made it seem like, okay, the powers were given to her. We gave you this. Um, this device thing is what's powering you. And that's yeah, the sense that I got, straight right? Straight up lie to her. It was a lie because that, what, so they knew they were using that to control and limit her. She was limited, but she's being told, this is what's giving you the power. And so my mind is thinking, man, like how many things we're telling ourselves, not even people trying to tell us because there's a, enough of that, but we're telling ourselves like, this is what I need to be able to do me, like to do my thing, to, to be able to flourish and all that, but not realizing, no, let it go and, and, and do your thing. So to be honest, 
I'm going to be honest. Like, I, I thought about doing a podcast for the longest. But I was just like, well, videos look more flashier. V- videos would fit me better or whatever like that. And it wasn't until we, we I just started. We I just like, all right, you know what? Let, let's just do it. I, and how much I'm loving it, one, and how much it's taking a burden off of me. And as well as the feedback we're getting for all this, it's just like, it's just awesome. It kind of tells me, wow, you know, I was lim- limiting myself because I thought one thing, but taking out that device. So I'm trying to think of how can a person go about making sure they don't have a device on them? Mm-hmm. Because honestly, that that's big for me. Like, I, I really want to brainstorm okay. that with you guys. Uh, oh, go ahead. My bad. I was going to say, well, don't allow like circumstance to kind of limit your mindset of what you think you can or cannot do, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? So for her, she knew that that device on her neck wasn't what controlled her. And so I guess as people, we need to know that what we have doesn't really control um, the most that we can do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's kind of one way to look at it. Just know that there are no limitations. Yes, we don't have all the resources we want, but those resources don't make us, you know, don't yeah. make us and yeah. what that, we can accomplish. And that's a good point. Let's say, let's say though, all those resources were given to a particular person. What, what if they can't handle it because they don't have the um, experience, not just the experience, but the willpower that that one would get by trying to work towards those resources? Meaning, mm-hmm. like all that time where you're, man, I don't have this, I don't have that, but yo, I'm gonna do what I can. You're you're building mental muscles. You're like you're mm-hmm. building creativity. It's your mind is opening up because you got to figure things out. But let's say we skip all that, give you all the resources you need. You wouldn't use it properly. Exactly. Yeah, you you'll be sloppy, exactly. you'll be misguided, mm-hmm. and and destroy things, and just end up getting all those resources taken away from you. Um, you you made a good point again with the whole resources. I, I kind of want to just shout out what type of resources uh, people uh, think that's limiting. Uh, them and like I'm gonna start with money you know people feel like oh I I don't have enough money to do x y and z so that's that's limiting me from doing what I really need to do when that's really not you know there's mm-hmm. there's ways and and people around you to help you to guide you through how to get something done obviously it will help but it if you look at it as that's the reason why I'm not at a certain place then mm-hmm. you're using that as uh to limit you you know yeah. basically um what else there, there's a I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other elements or resources that that would help people understand what that is Money, that's holding them support, about. Support. Looking for support and saying, well, I don't have enough people oh, helping man. me out. So you limit yourself and you don't go after whatever it is that you want to go after because you don't have, you don't feel you have enough people supporting you or with you. You know what I mean? So that's something that could and definitely with, hinder. Even with that, like, okay, I don't have people helping me. It's again the mind. Uh, it goes back to the mind. When you tell your your mind is so powerful. If you say I don't have the people to do this, your mind is like, okay, cool. But if you say, how can I do this without? 
these people, your mind starts coming out with different Absolutely, ways. So it's like yeah. you, you shut your mind from working already mm-hmm. because you stated a statement, I don't have, I can't do versus how can I? And let the mind work and yeah. start doing, you discover yeah, yeah. new things. Mm-hmm. So, and back to the um, the whole, how do you, the device, how do you take this device off? How do you make sure you don't have a device? I think basically for um, Captain Marvel, she was out of her regular situation. Because again, I, I think our, our lives, we're, we're creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. So we'll just fall into these habits day to day, the same story. Like I go to this job, this is who I am, this is who my family is, and, and all, all, all that stuff. And so what I, what I think, if we put it in our life, is almost this stopping that story, your your regular life story, maybe stepping away, going away, it doesn't have to be crazy or whatever, but stepping away um, to somewhere else where you can get out of your element and just, just think for a second. I, I think that is a key first step to being able to reevaluate. Do I have devices on me that are limiting me? Uh, and for me, um, I try to do this and I'm being even more serious about it this year where quarterly I'll have a time blocked out for me just to think and just to be like okay where am I at with what I said I wanted to do what's causing me not to do what I want to do where do I want to go what's the best route but because life is so busy and the technology even though it's helping us do more it's making us more busy it's just we need a pause time to be able Absolutely. to say, "Yo, are there devices on me?" Um, I, I just, I just think that's that's key to, to stop the story and and ch- just check what's going on. Definitely, definitely. Oh my gosh, I have a lot of stuff here that I was looking at. Um, I, I'm gonna go up next. The next thing that hit me, I, I could pick from anything here. But here's one I think you guys are going to like. I'm hoping you... I'm curious whether you're going to say it. Okay, okay. So, this goes back to right to what we were talking about, the hands behind the back. Like, I mean, I got one hand tied behind my back. Captain Marvel says she has one hand tied behind my back. Remember when she said that? She said that when they captured her, they put... I, I wish we knew the name of this that technology was that was on her so she could mentally go somewhere and she goes back to that same place she was in the beginning of the movie to see that same person, Marvell. And then she's there and it, it kind of goes weird. Like it's, it's negative. Like that's when she has the battle in there and that's when she discovered, oh, the device is, is, is holding me back. Oh my goodness. This is the part that I love so much that... She was battling in her mind, and then the outside stuff started happening. She was captured. She was on her knees. The bad guys were all around her Mm -hmm. with their guns and weapons and everything. And as she's battling in her mind, her powers in her body, her real body, starts like powering up to then break her out. And what gets me the most is we don't realize how much most of the stuff is just mental. Like most of the battle is just mental. Honestly, every negative thing we said here that causes people to be held back, it's all mental. And if we could realize that scene right there where she's battling the fight in her mind, like she's going at it in her mind, it's starting to to surface up 
in the mm. real world. Yeah. And if we could focus on, yo, I'm going to be the illest meant like i'm gonna be the best mental warrior like battling these thoughts perspective um perspective knowledge gaining wisdom all that stuff it, it's like automatically gonna happen in the in the natural because in the mental you you're you're fighting there first you're getting stronger there first so that scene oh my goodness yeah. that scene hit me hard wow i, I mean that you made a Good, solid point with that. I, I didn't even uh, notice that part. But yeah, it, we battle a lot of things in our, our, our heads, especially, you know, in our alone time or around people. Um, and it's just trying to find a way to to win that battle, to be able to, uh, you know, get stronger. It's it's crazy. Uh, one thing I like, the, the fact that everyone was just watching her. Glow, you yeah. you got like almost like eight to ten people you're surrounded by. You're tied up. They're starting to see your hands go on fire, but they yet sit there and watch like they're watching something they never seen before. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it just shows that you know if we had that fire, if we had that glow, and and you know it's it's more so you're you're almost like letting your light shine. Yeah, to show people that what you you could do for real, um, which is gives people the awe, you know, whether it's someone who is against you or with you, you know, let your light shine. That's you true. Know? That's so true. that I that that, that was so so amazed to see. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I like how you before you go, my bad. I'm just gonna jump real quick on. I like how you said let your light shine because. Um, it remind when you see, when I hear "Let Your Light Shine," I hear like being you, like just being you fully without being hindered. Yeah, and I feel like that's what she was doing. That because that was her. That's who she is. That's what happened to her life. She ended up having all this power, and then she was allowing her. She was becoming her mm-hmm. fully. Her. They kept getting at her about her emotions. Like, yo, you need to control your emotions. The problem is you don't control your emotions. And they, they kept- made it seem like emotions was a negative yeah. thing. And I hated you that. You know? Yeah. Come on. And, and then I felt like finally, after all that, she's just letting go, not being limited by what people are saying, what is right is wrong. And she's able to do what you said, Max. Glow. Glow. Just be you. But, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was her biggest battle in the movie was her mind. You know what I mean? Like, you would think originally, like, she couldn't beat her mentor in a fight. But it wasn't, you know, the physical fight. It was the mental thing that mm-hmm. turned the whole thing around. And then he was, she was able to finally pretty much defeat him. Um, and just to be a devil's advocate, like, maybe when they were training her and they were saying, oh, you, like, your emotions was too much um, and you need to use your mind more, maybe... There is kind of some truth to that. Like you can't, yeah, you know true. what I mean. Like you really can't just go all out there with emotions and not, you know, use your mind That's and, true. and think about the way you need to uh, approach something. You know, like you have. Um, since I'm in the music field, I could use that as an example. People who go out, oh, I want to sign this contract. You know, like I just want to do do what I do. And now you see a lot of them stuck in contracts mm-hmm. and, yeah, that's and not able that's to get true. out of contracts and things like that. Um, even when I'm playing basketball on the basketball court, like people who 
are losing or, or they start getting emotional, they try to take over and end up turning the ball over or doing something that'll cost the team and lose chemistry, right? That's true, yeah. So it's like you can't just go based off of emotion. Yeah, you, you have your emotions, but you always gotta, you know, be sharp in your mind and 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 the way you think and like like we just said, you know, your mind is the most powerful thing. So once you connect those two then, you know, you'll be able to do what you have to do. If you enjoyed the great content from this episode, share this with somebody who could use it. We are dropping these weekly, so don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. And thank you for joining us on the Decrypted Films podcast. Catch you on the next one.